and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers as usual, so here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And today we're starting things off a little bit differently. Um, We've decided that we want to devote the segment at the beginning of the episode to some stuff that is a little bit more important than the dumb shit we usually talk about. And also probably more important than what the rest of the episode will be. The rest of the dumb shit we will be talking about, yes. But, yes. as you all know, America. Yep, period. Period. Um, so, obviously... There's a lot to talk about. Yes, and I mean, we're just not the voices that necessarily need to be heard right now. Yeah. Um, But we can use them to direct you towards some stuff that is a lot more important than anything we've got to say. Yes. Um, so obviously there's a lot going on regarding the protests after George Floyd's death and also many other um, uh, black people who have been killed by the police mm-hmm. even since. Mm-hmm. Um. But today I'm, I'm definitely going to focus on um, uh, black trans people um, because it's Pride Month mm-hmm. and also because you should care otherwise. And yes, without and the, it being just Pride Month, like you should care because You should care very much and it's a particularly vulnerable population that doesn't get a lot of attention when it needs special attention. Yes. So... Um, so to start things off, on Friday, the Trump administration released a set of guidelines, uh, dictating a rollback of, uh, LGBT people, uh, and their healthcare needs. Mm -hmm. So specifically, um, the definition of what the administration's healthcare stuff, uh, the definition of gender. Mm -hmm. So making it from under the obama administration and up until this point it was um he him she her or any combination thereof or lack thereof right now it's just he he and her Mm -hmm. um which can be very dangerous yes um it can prevent trans people from getting the health care that they need the proper health care that they need Mm mm-hmm um, it can put them in physical danger. Mm-hmm. It can prevent them from having access to uh, gender-appropriate restrooms in doctor's offices. Like, it sucks to go to the doctor no matter what. And then so, just imagine this extra layer of just absolute shit on yeah, top of it. What if you're a trans man and you're like, I have to go to the gynecologist. They won't. They might not let you in. Right. Or they might, you know, completely degrade you. Oh, right. They might misgender you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even, I'm, I'm already angry. Yeah, furious. <laughs> just, just Absolutely furious. Detailing the minute, like the, okay, yeah. Yes, for so, so, so many more reasons than we can list right now. This is appalling, yeah. unfair, unreasonable, and disgusting. And that was two days ago on the anniversary of the Pulse shooting. Just to add the little extra pepper on there. Just, yeah. <sighs> just, yeah, really despicable stuff. And this is a side note, but... Uh, I, I got very angry this morning at um, Trump's daughter's tweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, it's... I, I'm going to do a tangent on that tweet because. Yeah, go ahead. She's part of the Trump administration. Yeah. Why? Well, couldn't say that. But she <laughs> but is. She said enough hate. Uh, more yeah. love. More love. Pride. Pride 2020. 
Okay. Uh, I can't. The administration I can't. I can't. that you work for and that your father is in charge of just said the opposite of that. And has been for years. Yes. Also, this is stupid, but it still makes me angry. She did little rainbow hearts. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a full rainbow. Oh. It was <laughs> red, orange, yellow, green, purple. Hmm. No blue, which, I mean, that's nitpicking. Right. I, I wouldn't even give her enough credit to say that that was intentional. Oh, of course. No. <laughs> of course not. Of course. And then the little picture she had with it was just rainbow love. Like, stupid. Yeah. Super stupid. Like, we're past that. We have so many colors now you can't even imagine. Right. And it's, but I mean, what it really comes down to is the hypocrisy. Yeah. It's just, For her to say that. It's, you, you, it's appalling. Yeah. Okay. Enough about that. <laughs> um, so I definitely wanted to highlight um, a, a few of the transgender people that have, black gen- transgender people who have died or been killed. Well, actually, they've all been killed in this case. Um, starting with uh, Tony McDade. Um, who was killed, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was last week. Um, I don't have the date on here. Um, but Tony was a black trans masculine person who was, uh, killed by police. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a lot of details about this one, probably because they don't want, they don't want to, to release details. Mm-hmm. They're keeping the officer's name secret under Florida law. Hmm. Which is fucked. Yeah. Um, that there's a Florida law specifically for that. Yeah, especially given how open Florida is about, like, the the records of criminal activity under other circumstances. I don't know. That's why um, you get all those Florida Man articles. Because Florida's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can know all the details of this crime. Um, but the police say that McDade was a suspect in a stabbing, a fatal stabbing. Um, And they also say that he might have had a gun. Mm. But the only witness that they they mentioned um, said they just saw a cop drive up and like burst out of their vehicle and start shooting without a warning. Without like Mm -hmm. get down, like without any of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's really appalling. Um, Tony is getting attention. Some. Um, but even just looking on Twitter at like the amount of sharing going on about stuff about Tony, it's definitely nowhere near what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we definitely, you know, if, if you see any posts or you could look some up, if you can share, do that. Talk to people in your family. Mm-hmm. I know that can be really difficult. It's important um, because we're already having the conversation about police brutality against black people. Mm-hmm. And it's the same deal for black trans people, if not. Yeah, it's just compounded. Yeah. So uh, that's Tony. And then we have uh, this week, we had two black trans women who were uh, killed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea Milton, who was um, shot during shot and killed during a robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dominique Fells, uh, who often went by Remy, um, 
was found dead in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, it was ruled a homicide. They're still investigating, but basically her um, body was found in a river. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these women were repeatedly misgendered in articles about them, especially mm-hmm. local articles um, and dead named. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found really um, kind of upsetting to me is that um, Dominique, her death is sort of a sort of felt similar in my mind to uh, Marsha P. Johnson's death. Yeah, uh, Marsha P. Johnson um, was also found in a river, mm-hmm. um, and many they sort of ruled it a suicide, but it's always been sort of a question of how could it have been like it didn't didn't quite match up. So I just. Yeah, we need to we need to think. We need to do something. Yes. So um, I'm going to list some organizations that people can donate to if if if, you know, if you can. Um, obviously, there are some other things you can do. You can go out, uh, participate in marches. Um, there's some uh, I've also seen some uh, videos that you can stream that will generate um Ad revenue to the, the, that is being donated if you do not have funds. Mm-hmm. But I did find a like a compounded list of organizations that help um, black trans people and black queer people and mm-hmm. queer people of color um, that you could like pick how you want the donation to go. Either split five ways or one, you know, whatever. That's great. But L, um, where I got a lot of information about uh, Dominique and Rhea... Um, has a, a list as well and um they have marsh p johnson institute uh black trans femmes in the arts the okra project which i've already donated mm-hmm. to um that was i think right after i heard about tony i donated to them um uh, black trans travel fund and black visions collective and i'm definitely going to be donating to the marsh p johnson institute as well because i looking them up they are as radical as marcia was so Mm-hmm. Um, definitely do what you can. Yeah. Yeah, this was all very, very important. And, um, you know, to devote some of our dumb time to dumb <laughs> something time, important. Limited resources, but, you know. But, yeah. Um, I hope that people at home listening uh, consider paying attention to these things and uh, doing what they can to help. Because um, it's it's wretched it's just wretched and and it's uh you know there there are people who are much smarter and and have much more valuable voices in this conversation than us and i encourage you also to to seek them out and hear what they have to say and recommend you do um because we're just we're just some dummies over here trying to trying to do what we can don't listen to us if you need like some more information about everything that's going on we're not here to educate you no. we're here to do what little we can with what, what little we have to to get you to pay attention in what ways are appropriate and pay attention to the people who need to be paid attention to. yeah so if you want to know more about any of this don't come to us <laughs> don't come i mean feel free to yes, tweet us and be sure. like hey where what link like what yeah can you show me sure, that sure, l sure. article or whatever absolutely please do um 
but there are better people to tell you there about are better this. people to tell you about this and maybe um look those up right now and rather than listening to the rest of this episode because it's not going to be as important no as... no what we're about to talk about is deeply unimportant and fairly stupid so yeah. <laughs> we we don't want our voices to be like <laughs> important important at all right now especially yeah um but we we you know we still want to do a podcast because it keeps our brains sharp and you know maybe you you need a little a little something to listen to for for a few minutes just to to think about something else briefly but we're making you listen to this part first yes you got to do your your duty your due diligence we're doing ours um and now we've we get to um turn it off briefly with the full intention of turning it back on immediately after Uh, so with that said, I guess we're talking about the short film miniseries. It's called Blood Machines, and it's basically a very long Carpenter Brute music video. Uh, so it's streaming on Shudder, which, um, we, we got the free trial of to watch this specifically, and I'm enjoying Shudder so much, I'm just going to subscribe. This is not an advertisement for Shudder. I'm just telling you, there's some great movies on there. And if you like the kind of stuff I like, you should check it out. The funny thing is, we this viewing of this, whatever it is, happened because of advertisements for Shudder. Yeah. Because I got um, Instagram advertisements for the platform Shudder, which was showing trailers of this. Yes. Which is so funny because I don't like horror generally. Right, but this is a whole other thing. This isn't really horror. Well, but the fact that Shudder was being advertised. I know. To me. But it was specifically blood machines that was being advertised to you on Shudder. Yes. Um which pretty close to what I I like. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's so funny that you were like trying really hard to remember what it was. You were like we got to watch this thing. I got to find it. I don't remember what it was called. Um meanwhile, a friend of a friend had recently told me to watch it because it was Carpenter Brute that did the score, and I like Carpenter Brute. Uh, and so we, like, as soon as you put it on, I was like, "Oh, it's that thing that someone already <laughs> told me to watch." <laughs> so that was great. Um, so, what would you? What is it? How do? You, how does one begin talking about Blood Machines? So it is fifty minutes long uh, altogether, but it's cut into three, three episodes. Three episodes of increasing lengths yeah i don't durations. even i couldn't tell the first part is definitely the shortest probably like it's seven minutes or something it's, it's kind of hard because it's so weird it's almost hard to even tell how long you've been watching it yeah uh so it was a collaboration between carpenter brute the synthwave uh artist and french directors rafael hernandez and savitri jolie gonfard um, who worked together under the pseudonym Seth Ackerman. Which blew my mind. I'm like, they just picked they the just, collaborative name as just another a person's different name. different man's name. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like the musical group Mike Snow. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's three guys. <laughs> uh, but, so they had previously worked together on Carpenter Brute's um, music video uh, for Turbo Killer, which does have some similarities to Blood Machines, like stylistic, imagistic similarities. Yeah. Uh, you know, bad men, hot women, inverted crucifixes. <laughs> I mean, 
that's a good rundown of the, the, this. That's sort of what the whole thing. Oh, oh, it all boils down yep, to bad men. Three things. Hot women and inverted crucifixes. Really, there's only one bad man. Very it's true. Man. I mean, the other man is sort of arguably bad. He's but uh, in, in, guilty in, by association and by negligence. Y- yes. <laughs> yes. Which is a thing, yep. man. So it feels very allegorical, but I'm not totally sure what it was the meant allegory. that way no i think it was i'm just not sure what the allegory is i feel like it's sort of a feminist message definitely feminist but that's a, it's not an allegory for feminism no no so what is it allegorical of it almost felt like and this is just thinking about it now not like i'm yeah. thinking about this but like when men treat women in, wrongly mm-hmm. to whatever degree mm-hmm. and other men let it happen and sure. don't say anything. And then what about the space witches? <laughs> That's called a revenge fantasy. <laughs> sure. So um, another sort of really important aspect of this whole thing is sort of the synthwave cyberpunk aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like it is just a... Cult. S- Cyberpunk. Yes, it's a it's a crazy synthwave fever dream. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're not super familiar with the genre slash aesthetic, you know, it's it's sort of like if the 80s were as cool as we like to believe that they were (laughs) (laughs) like all of the weird dark best parts of the sort of cultural memory of the 80s <laughs> with you know very um blade runner uh sort of weirdo gonzo sort of neon uh, yeah neon synthy outer space weirdness um and it's very fun um you know there are Groups out, you know, I'd say Carpenter Brute is one of the most successful synthwave artists out there. But there's like, I mean, another popular group is called Power Glove, which I think tells you everything yeah. you need to know. <laughs> uh, Miami Nights 1984. <laughs> Just nostalgia. Yeah, but for something that didn't really ever exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not the way we like to remember it. Uh, lots of sort of digital detritus and <laughs> just weird kind of, it, it's like if Blade Runner was the movie everyone wants to remember it as <laughs> and not the really actually very boring film that it is. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, and it's like kind of grown in, in popularity. It used to be more of sort of a niche sort of internet fandom but now like you know artists like the weekend are kind of dipping their toes well and also hit blockbuster movies like thor ragnarok and drive yeah so uh yeah night call is a fantastic song from the uh, drive soundtrack which is like a pretty significant bit of synth wave music and i think uh thor ragnarok is magic sword no it's no? um Thor Ragnarok's score was, um, oh, what's his face from Devo? Okay, but I think Magic Sword has, a, like, two songs on them. Did it? I think so. That's how I discovered them. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, most of the score was done by um, the gentleman whose name I feel silly for forgetting. He's done 
lots of great shit. And he was in Devo, and I apologize. It'll come to me at the end of the episode, I promise. Uh, <laughs> so, it, you know, this definitely started out as, like, a music video. Yeah. That was a Kickstarter. Kickstarter, but they ended up raising um, 117,539 euros, <laughs> which is a lot. Now, it's not a lot for, like, a Hollywood film, mm-hmm. but it is a lot for a kickstarted music video. <laughs> so it definitely feels like something that sort of was grown from a smaller project. Uh and I think in some ways that's like super awesome. And in other ways, it feels kind of unnecessary. Like, I feel like there's the wrong amount of dialogue in it. Like, either we could have just cut a lot of it out. Or needed more. Or made a whole fucking movie of <laughs> yeah. it. It's just like a weird amount of exposition that occurs in this. Where it's just like, okay, but what? Yeah, like, I either need you to explain a little bit more. Or just don't or- explain anything. <laughs> don't explain anything. Okay, so the premise, we begin with a little bit of, um, we, we get like a... Some exposition text telling us that there's a rogue AI in the spaceship the Mima, and a warship is hunting it down. And we have two men in this warship hunting down the Mima. Um, what are their names? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Young man and old man. Yes. <laughs> Young man and old man. Young man is a psychopath. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they end up. The, shooting down. Yeah. the Mima crash lands on a planet, and so they go down to the planet to go and... Eat it up get with it. their ship? I'm not sure what... Their ship has teeth, their so ship definitely has I assume teeth. they were going to eat it up. Yeah, something. <laughs> Some, they were going to do something unethical to this spaceship. <laughs> and then they are intercepted by some scavenger space witches, as you do. Yes, sort of Amazonian... Yeah, in fact, I believe the Carpenter Brute score calls them the Amazons. Perfect. Yeah, they're weird space witches. They've got, like, slicked back hair with, like, red clay or something. Yeah, they look pretty wild. Very cool. Um, Young man goes down onto the planet and... Is bad to them. Bad to them, but they're like, you can't do unethical things to this spaceship. She's alive. She's a woman. She's a living woman. (laughs) And we're like, okay. Oh, we didn't even talk about the AI on their ship. Tracy? Tracy. So all the AIs are women. Uh, They're all... But So presumably, they never explain this, but I assume women aren't a thing anymore. In whatever Certainly federation they're part of. Scares. Yeah, yeah, it's not, I mean, yeah, because like clearly women are around. These space yeah. witches are women. But these guys had not seen women in Yeah, and maybe time. it's just because they've been in space. Uh, yeah, in space on active duty. And so it's just two guys on a spaceship. Um, and so there's creepy implications of like the these men fuck their spaceship. Yes, their woman AI spaceship. Tracy. Um, and she looks crazy. Yes. It's like this big console sort of in the middle of the floor in their cockpit. In a very uncomfortable position. She looks pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's like a big weird fertility idol. Mm-hmm. But, and the top of her head swivels around and to look so around the cool. room. It's cool and really upsetting to see. Because <laughs> rather than her whole head turning, it's just the, just top, the top part, part of her head. Like her eyes and the top. Which actually head. gives you some really good shots because when yeah. she looks backwards, there's like a little vent in the back of her neck that looks like 
like a skull teeth. Kind yeah, of thing. it's creepy looking. Um, but she's creepy looking at the best of times. Um, and she seems to be malfunctioning to some degree. To to their interpretation, she's, she's malfunctioning. malfunctioning. To the viewer, it's quite possible that we have a Hal situation on yeah. our hands. Yeah, I wouldn't even compare her to Hal though, because we're supposed to fucking root for the AIs, and Hal is a true, villain. True, but um, like not doing what she's told. Yes, she is perhaps rebelling in some way. Yes, under the guise of. Uh, malfunction. malfunction um so the witches are like you can't do unethical things to this woman's spaceship and he's like you can't stop me i've got a crazy laser gun yeah and then the the old guy like pivots the the yeah. ship guns and then the witches kind of get the upper hand and they do some kind of crazy spaceship ri- witch ritual and extract from the ship a Woman? Oh, the AI, they take the AI out of the ship and she's a lady now, a whole lady. A whole lady who's also an entity slash a spaceship herself. She is naked and she has an inverted cross on her abdomen. <laughs> yes. Um, and she flies up into the air and flies away. She's kind of like oil slicked a little bit. Yeah, she looks kind of wet. Like cool patterns yeah, on her. Very cool cyberpunk shit. Yes. She flies away into space, and they're like, "Oh no, let's go get her." We have to track her down. Like they, they're like they don't know what this is, but they're like, "Well, one thing I do know is that's not allowed." <laughs> and then they take the lead space witch, yeah, on their ship as a captive to help hunt her down. Slash sex slave. Yes. Um, And she, in order to get this uh, woman out of the ship, like, humps it. Yeah. She does some kind of lesbian space witch ritual. Yes. To extract the woman. The woman's spirit mind thing. (laughs) Yes. So um, that's the thing she can do. And they go and they get some kind of message from their, like, commanding officer, like, you better get that Mima. Um. I don't know. This guy's a bad actor. They're all bad, but it's fine. It's yeah. fine that they're bad The actors. acting's not important. It's not important. In fact, it only plays into the aesthetic because there's a film grain going on. Yeah. It's part of the whole 80s throwback, weird, like, artificiality of yeah. the whole thing. It, it's, not, it's not about the acting. It's not about the acting. Um, so they go, and that's like the first episode. Yeah. And then they go and follow Mima through space. And yes. she's flying through space <laughs> naked. She looks great. She's just a lady. <laughs> flying through space. Um, and she flies into like um, a, bu- a cl- like sort of a, a field the, of detritus. Yeah, the remnants of a battle or something. Yeah, a bunch of old, old spaceships that are all broken now. And the guys on this ship... They're like, it's a junkyard. Yeah, the Tracy... Yeah, well, that and that's that's great. Because <laughs> um, old man says, it's a cemetery. Yeah. And young man says, more like a junkyard. Yeah. And so we're sort of continuing to compare these machines to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old man, at least, sort of recognizes the humanity. And young man does not want to do that. He doesn't even recognize the humanity of, like... The woman they brought Organic on ship. human women. So, uh, yeah, not, yeah, to say nothing of inorganic human women. So they fly on in there and... They follow her to this, like, big wreck. Big, big wreck. And the witch is like, all right, I got... He's like, you're going to take me down there. We're going to go and get her? 
I'm not really sure what the mm-hmm. plan is there. See, and this is where it's like the degree of exposition feels wrong. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, they need to go and get her. Why? What is this? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, it's just the wrong amount. Uh, it's a little awkward, but... They, 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 they go like, down in. They like crash onto it. They just like, yeah, very um, phallic. Yeah. Just crashing then, their like, ship into. The like, the ramp on the ship is like a mouth opening. Yeah, it's. And it's got held up by chains. It's really creepy. Um, so young man and witch go in to this wreck where Mima is. And the witch is up to something. <laughs> And things get real sexual in there. <laughs> they find Mima. And at this point, man, it's so fucking bizarre that I can't really track in my right? head it's the like, order of like, what exactly events. happened? Yeah. I, I think what was happening next is Tracy was starting to fuck with old man. Yes. They're talking and, and he's like, hey, we got to do some shit. And she's like, sorry, can't. Yeah, we like lost the signal or something. Lost signal. We were disconnected. And he's like. And he's like, I'll make you help me. And he like goes to fix yeah. her. Well, yeah. And then he's like, I I'm, I, I need to go down there because something's going wrong. And she's like, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll, if you won't lo- lower the elevator, I'll, 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 I'll break you. And she's like, you've never raised your hand to me before. <laughs> and he's like, well, you've left me no choice. And she electrocutes she him. She electrocutes him. He's got a bad heart. Yeah. <laughs> she electrocutes him uh so it's like what's happening tracy um meanwhile down below with witch mima and young man uh they're doing like a sexual seduction they're seducing him but then they like stab him with some kind of weird device thing she makes which makes some kind of clone of him so yeah, they like shoot him with his own gun after not, stabbing him. No, that's not Later? what happens. Yes, yeah, so they make some kind of duplicate of him to send the duplicate to the ship to speak to the commanding officer mm-hmm. on the radio. Like who is on the way because he's like, yeah, Uh-oh, and, what's yeah, happening? and he's like, no, yeah. Um, so she's like using this duplicate, like puppeting it through him. To what is it? was trying to tell him to to not come or yes to come either way i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> uh but then he's like oh it's too late tracy's being crazy and we can't stay i'm already compromised and then puppet young man uses the big crazy laser gun to kill himself mm. but it but not real one yeah. just puppet one yeah so Puppet is dead, and Old Man is dead. And then back on the wreckage, the witch begins a ritual to awaken the AIs in all of the dead ships around Yeah, she's her. got like a cool hood now. She's got a cool hood. She like feeds Young Man's body to this weird summoning elevator circle thing. elevator. And... <laughs> They, yeah, then the AIs start, like, coming to her, and she's got the, all these women, and they, and basically she's piloting these dead ships there from by manipulating the their bodies, and it's sort of a dance, 
as like the ships of their armada, the armada or whatever are coming and she's like using mm-hmm. the dead ships to like destroy them and it's all crazy and all these women's bodies are everywhere. <laughs> um and how did it end? Oh, big woman. Right. Well, and Tracy got out. Yes, Tracy, Tracy comes out, out of herself. <laughs> and then all all the ships all the sh- women ships become big woman. Yes. Big space woman. And she becomes like a nebula. And she's like a god or something. Yeah. And it's all set to Carpenter Brute music. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So we've got a lot of like really striking imagery. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to what degree it is aesthetic and to what degree it is like intent. Yeah. Because we've got like we've got a lot of sort of witchcraft and satanic imagery, um, so like witchcraft stuff is often sort of associated with feminism yeah. and sort of fighting patriarchal power, mm-hmm. especially in a subversive way. Yeah, um, and I guess inverted crucifixes are like often related to that kind of imagery, but it feels very pointed. I mean, yes, it literally points to the, well, it's like the cross of the crucifix is like directly over the womb. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that just aesthetic? So I think, it, I, think you're, I think you're right. It's aesthetic and it's also symbolic. Um, I, for, I, I, I am not a knowledgeable about Satanism. <laughs> But from what I seem to understand and glean is that an inverted cross is somewhat satanic. Yes, I will say that's a fair (laughs) assumption. And witches are often associated with satanic. That's true. But I find that often in the reclamation of witchcraft by feminism, it is a non-satanic witchcraft. Well, then perhaps that's where that, that rose comes in. Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know There's the rose. sort of a rose symbol, but I don't know that it's anything like... It ju- It just feels like a cool logo they made Maybe out. this is a Steven Universe prequel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it's really the like inverted crucifix stuff that is yeah. sort of like... It, it feels to me more just like a cool choice. Oh, and doesn't Tracy have the crucifix on her forehead rather than her stomach? I don't recall I that being the case. I think she does. She's a little different than the other one. Is she? Slightly. Just where her crucifix is. Or maybe she's got two of them. One of them. I'm I'm sure she's got the one on her belly, but she, she's she's just slightly different. She's okay. still special. Well the giant woman isn't. No. She just looks exactly like all of them. But with really rad long hair. It's very weird. I uh, think it's like counterculture-y. Sure, and and, and I think that I mean, and I think it's okay if it's not like a big allegory that has a big symbolic meaning yeah. that we get we get to decode. Like that's kind of part of synthwave. It's just like fucking yeah. rad shit. Yeah, these spaceship women, ghosts, whatever, mm-hmm. are not anti-Christian. No, <laughs> that's it's not literal. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, if anything, it's just sort of like a rejection of the established yes. order. Mm-hmm. Um, that Which these... plays into the narrative because mm. we sort of see the established order as three men. Being shitty about spaceship women. <laughs> yes. 
Spaceship women rights. Spaceship women's rights. Space witches rights. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm trying to. And then we have the image. The image of Tracy is sort of yeah. Uh, uh, Metropolis. Yeah, very Metropolis, but like pregnant, <laughs> and. Yeah, and she, but she only looks like that when she is sort of a captive yeah. of the patriarchal order. Mm. I'd probably have something to, more to say about that if I remembered or finished or studied Metropolis at all. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know that it really matters all that much, but yeah, I think that. I think that it's feminist, um, at least to some degree. I, I mean, mean, all the men die. All the men die, and all the women, the women ship. become a giant ship. Uh, <laughs> I will say this: also, all the women are white and very conventionally physically attractive. I yes, I'm I'm not sure because I it, the lighting, but I I'm hopeful that maybe some when all the women are mm-hmm. on that little hollow deck thing, mm-hmm. there might have been some women of color. I doubt it. Just because this feels very Scandinavian. Well, it's actually very French. French? Okay. Well, that's no excuse. <laughs> no. I mean, Scandinavian shouldn't be an excuse either. No. But, but yes, it's very it's white. It's very white. And the it's... The only person of color is the commander of... The Men Armada. The Men Armada. And we just see his face on a screen. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, all the bodies look exactly the same. And it's like, you know, part of it... it to a... Feels a little yucky sometimes it because it's just yucky. like look yes. at all these hot naked women rolling around. Yes, <laughs> and it's like um, well, I think I'm not too upset about it just because it feels like oh maybe that's how they were made if they're not real women like if they're like robots or or AIs and it, and that's part of like, like where Cortana the, or something. The exposition just is not enough, not enough or too much because it's like. They seem perplexed by Mima being extracted from the ship. Like, yeah, this like, is that not, shouldn't happen. That should, uh, not just that shouldn't happen. Like, what is she? Like, this is so. It's not like the AIs were made that way. Yeah. They because they've never been seen before. So it, it does feel like cyberpunk synthwave hottie aesthetic. Yeah, like it just it feels just sort of like there to be enjoyed yeah. and so that's less feminist yeah. <laughs> than it could be um but you know music videos have a long tradition of objectifying women so it's par for the course yeah uh so in some ways it feels subversive and in other ways it feels deeply not subversive yes the space witches have a little more variety to them there's an older woman there um and they're all well clothed um, so there's that, but just lots of hot naked women. Yeah. Just a lot of them. And it feels a little pornographic at times. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That's blood machines. Is there... Is there more? I mean, I, I would say if you are a fan of really interesting looking science fiction and cool lasers 
Yeah, well, and, okay, so there, this aesthetic has been coming up more and more in, like, weird horror sci-fi, mm-hmm. um, with things like Mandy, which is way better and more, uh, feminist, I think, <laughs> uh, but it's also a whole movie, uh, but yeah, it's got that sort of weird, dark, it's neon, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of a little bit Chronicles of Riddick, but more neon, yeah, and again, again, like like Mandy, like Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is something that I cannot recommend to all people because it's a hard and weird watch. But it is that same kind of vibe. And I see this more and more lately as cinema is finding this aesthetic um, and different people are doing different things <laughs> with it. <laughs> Um, so we'll see if, um, if we continue to, to get more of that kind of thing, because it's a really fun, cool, enjoyable. And the effects are pretty it's got outstanding some, yeah. for the budget. Especially cause it's like, it doesn't need, it's like, it doesn't need to look real. It just yeah. needs to look rad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it does. It really, really does. Uh. And lots of practical stuff. Sure. Sure. Lots of women with their clothes off uh but they're working on so um seth ackerman are working on (laughs) a new um they've got an in-development feature film titled ackerman (laughs) okay so i'm really curious to see what they're gonna do with a whole movie wickerman without the w (laughs) Oh, well, it, Aker, not yeah. Wicker. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, there's really no information that I can find on it other than it's in production. So we'll see what that's gonna be. Um, you know, it's possible that this whole thing was just sort of like proof of concept yeah, for, for their producers. real work. So we'll see what that ends up being. Because well, the first project was a music video. Just a regular and now music this video. Is an extended music video. Yeah, it's like a whole album. Yeah. Um, a little like the uh uh uh, uh God, I can't think of anything today, Alex. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> the anime that Daft Punk made. Yes. That's just I don't know the title. It's Interstellar something, some number. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Um, but it's just, you know, basically long anime music video for mm-hmm. their album. Um, and I'm not mad about that. Uh, so we'll see what what we get from the Seth Sickerman <laughs> in the future. No idea when this movie's going to come out or what it is, but I'm glad you found their names because I looked and the only thing I found was like the duo Seth Ickerman. I was like, "What? What are, are you th- talking about? What does that even mean?" <laughs> yeah. It's two men. Uh so I'm very curious to see what more we get from them because there's a lot of cool in here Mm -hmm. despite despite the criticisms we have of it we really enjoyed watching it it's cool shit yeah multiple times probably like three times per episode we were like is this the coolest thing we've ever seen (laughs) yeah there's some great moments um really cool stuff it's just you know good to examine the questionable bits um 
So I think we can leave Blood Machines at that. You know, it's not a it's not a long thing. There's not a lot to it, and I I think that any more would be belaboring. Um. So with that, do you have any recommendations? I do. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I know. <laughs> Go I, right ahead. I had that whole thing at the beginning pre-planned. You were so ready. <laughs> That's because I woke up at 7 a.m., went grocery shopping, went for a walk. Yeah. Look at me go. And we've been off for several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the first one is uh, this morning I listened to, I think it was last week, last week's episode of My Favorite Murder. Mm. Um, and they actually did, um, it was like a triple one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, but It was pretty good. Uh, I mean... half of it I knew and half of it I didn't know. So they talk about, um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Because we can't think of names today, Alex. I know. uh, Black women, woman in the 1800s to early 1900s, uh, she was a, Porter and mm. she just won the Pulitzer. Okay. Pulitzer. Anyway, they tell her story, um, which is so good because she's a person that a lot of people have heard of. Uh, I have heard of, but I didn't know anything about her life. Um, and that was a really informative little listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talk briefly about um, one of the sit-ins uh, that was in response to the death of Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it Ida B. Wells? Yes, Ida B. Wells. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, and then of course when they mention when whoever was telling the story mentions that she was posthumously awarded the uh, Pulitzer, the other one was they just start crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then they uh, talk about the sit-in, and then they talk briefly about Stonewall. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's great. Um, that's because they, like us, were yes. moved to do, to do, do say something. something with their platform, which yeah. is much more significant than ours. So yes, good but another that. thing that they talk about, and they talk about this all the time, um, is the fear of wanting to say something and getting it wrong. Yes, but we just have to freaking oh, like, like, accept that, yeah, that and, we're going to do and, that. And they talk about that and talk about how they talked, one of them talked to their therapist about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, that's how you learn is by being wrong. And then in the episode this week, which I accidentally started listening to, um, they were like doing the corrections corner. As they do. Right. And I was like, oh, that's what they talked about this last week. I better listen to that first. So, you know, it was just good to, you know. Yeah. You got corrected. You talk about it. Yes. And they're they're very good at doing that um, normally. But, you know, of course, generally they're talking about things that aren't quite so... Um, current. Current and significant. You know, they might need to be corrected on, on you facts. know, facts or details or whatever. Or, you know, some dumb shit that they just said without yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, yeah, this is so important. And it is so important for people like us to be brave enough to come out and at least try. Mm-hmm. To try and listen and learn. Um, so good for them. Uh, yeah, I want to listen to that. It sounds really great. Um, my recommendation... Did you have another one? Yes. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the other one is just the, uh, season two of, uh, 
what we do in the shadows. Yes, we just finished it. It just ended. It's so good. It's so funny. We were worried that the season two would not be as good or funny. It might be better. It might be better. It's so good. They're really killing it. Like, the first season we were cackling. The second season we were, like, standing up, jaws agape cackling. Yeah. So, <laughs> everything. Nadja is my queen of the night. <laughs> uh... Okay, so yes, I want to second that recommendation, but um, also give, so I'm saying I, I think I'm probably going to um, subscribe to Shudder just because, mm-hmm. boy, it's got a lot of stuff I've been wanting to watch, and I'm realizing that I just need to freaking do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I managed to find on there this movie, which I had been curious about for a while, and just figured I would never find just never have the opportunity it's an old it's a 1971 italian giallo film called the strange vice of mrs ward and it's ward spelled with an h at the end for legal reasons legal reasons (laughs) it's true uh it's very weird but we don't need to get into it uh but i knew of it because the sort of main theme from the musical score of this movie was used in kill bill volume two um, and so doing research for my other podcast, um, Quarantino Cast, uh, I ended up sort of coming across the information about this film. And I was like, that sounds really good and interesting. Too bad I'll probably never find it. <laughs> and then there it was. So I watched it. And it's it's great. I mean, it's a Giallo film. So if you've seen Giallo films, if you like Giallo films, it's, it's that. Um, you know, thriller, you know, knives and black leather gloves and women who are naked and, you know, screaming in terror and gaslighting and all the fun stuff. (laughs) Um, it's got, it's got like three twists. (laughs) It's a, it's if, now, if you've never watched a Giallo film, it is easy to be put off by the style because the way that they used to film these movies, all of the actors would be speaking their own languages and then they just dub everybody in the same language. So, like, sometimes you can tell, you know, oh, yeah, that person's definitely speaking Italian or whatever, and they've been dubbed. And then this other person is speaking English, but still dubbed <laughs> with the exact things that their mouths were saying when recording, but it's not audio from when they were filming. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. But... If you can sort of get into the groove on it, it's a it's a great movie. It's it's actually really quite stylish. Um, so if you've got Shutter, check it out because it seems like a hard one to find. I think that'll do it for us, Alex. Like we talked about all the things. We did it, and we it, it was we weren't long winded. We did a whole episode. We were back, everybody. <laughs> for one week at least. <laughs> All right, let's let's end this thing. Well, that does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate and subscribe and review wherever you listen so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. Check us out on Twitter at LitMeritPob. Pob? <laughs> Pod? You will not find us there. <laughs> Quick, let's claim that one. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get it. Uh, for updates and news. And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter.